man, it has been a minute. Feels like it's been probably close to a month since we did one of these. Uh, but what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Putt Stuff. As always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by my good buddies, Dalen and Pete. What is going on, fellas? Man, it's been a while since uh, we watched disc golf because we had a week off. Um, also been a while since I've played disc golf because it's been too hot or I've been too sick or I haven't had time. Excuses. Excuses. We'll get to playing again. But the weather's starting to get better. It's going to be good times. A lot of major news this week as well that we will get into. Isn't that right, Dalen? Hello. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Peter, Peter that. talked Peter talk too much, so I wanted to keep it short. A nice, a nice lead-in and introduction to Dalen. That never happens. I forgot that we did a podcast. <laughs> Listen. I, I can be nice to Dalen sometimes. It it feels like it's been a long time. I think we have a lot to just kind of catch up on. Uh, but the last event that we missed out on uh, reviewing, looking back at, was the MVP, MVP Open, the last playoff event of the year. Um, just to kind of recap that on the FPO side, your top five in fifth was Holly Finley with a uh, plus two. In fourth was Evelina Salonen at a minus three. Tied for second was Kristen Tatar and Own Scoggins at six under. And your winner, Haley King, at seven under. Uh, I think this was the event that Dalen actually picked Kristen Tatar because he wanted an easy win. And of course, she struggled. <laughs> Just checks out. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it. any of us picked Haley King, so none of us no. got a win from that one. I am most excited to talk about the MPO winner, though, but I'll let you announce it. On the MPO side, tied in fourth, we had Ricky Wysocki, Simon Lazat, and Calvin Heimberg all sitting at 17 under. Tied in second was Aaron Gossage and Eagle McMahon at 19 under, and the winner. Finally, it happened. I feel like we've all been willing him to a victory this year, picking him at different tournaments. None of us picked him at this one, but Matty O getting it done at 23 under. Congrats. Roll Tide. <laughs> I knew he was going to win. I didn't pick him because I knew then he wouldn't win. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah. that's that's well, fair. <laughs> I think we decided, like uh, Manabu, that if Matty O wins, it's a win for all we of all us. Win. So all, all three all of win. us should add a win to our win column, and everybody I... should celebrate Matty O's first DGPT win. I also get a win for something that we'll talk about later. I don't, I don't know if, I that's, don't know if true. that's true. It is. I don't, I don't think it is, that's... It is. I don't. I, I, was I right, know. So I know I what you're. I know what you're hinting at, and was, I'm not giving you a win for that. I was right. I win. That's how being right works. I don't. I don't <laughs> Maybe you should that's... try being right sometimes, and then you'd get wins too. <laughs> We're four minutes into this podcast. I'm already not loving where it's going. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Uh, MVP Open. Any thoughs on it? Uh, we're just going to kind of briefly go over it. It's been too long, so... Uh, Definitely has. Don't I don't really have anything fresh on my mind. I didn't do any extra research um, in this extra time that we had. I'm just glad that uh, you guys didn't get any more wins added to your win totals. 
except for the one for Matty O that I also got. Um, and yeah, big Garbage. deserved win for Matty O, big deserved win for Haley King, able to keep Kristen Tatar from winning another tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The second second woman this year to beat Tatar, is that right? Well, I actually, to well, I mean, for Kristen Tatar to get second, yes, because Katrina Allen did it at uh, oh, that's Preserve. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Did only know, two women win tournaments that Kristen Tatar was playing in? Well, I know Sayananda did it at uh, the Open, right? It was the Open. I think it was the Open. Um, hold, hold on. I'm hold on. Back in March, it was one of the. It was, it was, it was one of the Texas tournaments. Oh yeah, Sayananda did it at Texas State Championship. Texas State, that's right, which is a silver um, series, which is why she's not in the Tour Championship. She also the Open at Austin. She was in. She got fifth. Tatar got yes, fifth. Tatar got okay. fifth at the Open at Austin. She got second at Texas State. She got sixth at Jonesboro. Yeah. She got fourth at DDO. Second at Preserve. So okay, we get it. Yeah, Devin was wrong. All right, but because I if mean, you don't, if you don't come in first place, that means that someone else actually beat you. But I mean, still, True. she's only had one finish outside of the top five, and that was sixth. Yeah, that's that's, that's not very crazy. Good. If she was the best in the world, she wouldn't have done that. I mean, listen, speaking of her historic season, she just won the U.S. Championship as well, which was the fourth major of the year. Uh, that gives her the in-season Grand Slam, which is just, I mean, that's that's an incredible accomplishment. I think she's the first woman to win four majors in a season uh, and the first one to get a in-season Grand Slam when those four majors. I don't so, think she's the first woman. I think she's the first player, period. She, she might be. Total. You might be right about that. Because that's, I mean, that's that's crazy in, in any sport. Right. Like, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's ever done it in, in ball golf, but I would be shocked if somebody's done it in ball golf. Uh, I think Tiger Woods, he either did it or he came very close to doing it. Um, and it's definitely happened in uh, tennis a handful of times. I have a hot take. Hot take. Dalen, coming no in. No one on earth calls disc golf golf. That so why do you have to say ball golf when no one's going to get confused if you just say golf like a normal person? Listen, that's fair. You, you make a good point. Yeah, no, that's fair. I just, I just did it. Sorry, it I just, took that personally, and I don't know why. It was just a thing. I've never been like a big golf person, so I don't talk about golf. Yeah, I mean, is, I'm certainly not a big golf person. It I just, think I felt personally attacked for no reason. Golf as a word on its own sounds weird. I feel like there has to be something in front of it. Yeah. Okay. I kind of get that. I can't really. I don't know if I can argue with that. Like, actually, like just, <laughs> just say. Golf. golf, yeah, you know what I mean. But like, if you put like disc golf or ball golf in front of it, like I think I think it just has a better ring to it. No, ball golf sounds um... regular golf. I guess is that better? <laughs> what do you want me to say, Dalen? <sighs> Can we move on now? Well, you just missed, to... you missed us, and you know it. To do a brief recap of the women's U.S. championship. Uh, in 
fourth, we had a tie between Haley King and Evelina Saladin at 10 under. In third, Hannah Bloomrose at 11 under. In second, Owen Scoggins at 15 under. And like we said, Kristen Tatar at 18 under, getting the win, uh, completing the Grand Slam. Just and that's a, a historic season. That's a win for me because the last time we picked, I picked Kristen Tatar. I don't know if that's. I don't know if that counts, man. <laughs> we didn't do a podcast. We didn't. weren't able to make our picks. I don't like that. I would have picked her. That is fair. You probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's totally true. One hundred percent. There's no way. I. There's no way she loses two in a row. It it's, just doesn't it's happen. Either you either would have picked her or you would have picked Ella Hansen. But given the fact that it was a major. You probably would have gone with her. I don't actually need the win, but yes, I would have picked Kristen Tatar to win. Fine. I'm trying to see if that's true. If she hasn't lost two in a row, quit doing research. I mean, it's, it's, it's actually true. She did. She did lose two in a row. It's only happened once this year. She lost the Open at Austin and then lost the Texas State Championship. Mm. Ever that was since a silver then, series, but it doesn't count. Ever since then. She has not lost two tournaments in a row that she participated in. Hey, all I know is she's making some money out there. I think this is back to back years that she's made six figures. Yes. Which is just like that's one, it's great that disc golf is growing to where somebody is able to make six figures from tournament winnings uh playing this game. But the fact that she did it back to back years also is amazing. So congrats to her. Has yeah, anyone just, else made more money than her? I think she's by herself. She so I believe Calvin might have hit six nope, figures Calvin's this year. Calvin's at eighty-eight. Okay, well then, yeah, she's made the most this year. Wow! You can see that for the year? You can yeah. if you go to their PDGA page. That's where I'm Isaac at. and Calvin are basically tied. Oh, I see. Yeah, twenty twenty-three season totals. Okay. Nope. Yeah. Cal- Isaac has four more dollars this year than Calvin. Oh, what what put Chris Tatar over was uh, her second place finish in the President's Cup being on Europe's team because she got $110 for that performance. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> that $110 put her over hundred grand. Shout out to her, though. She's had an incredible season. Um, she also just got engaged, so yeah, good on you. Congrats, Kristen Tatar. Fantastic season. Yeah, I think there were some other ones that happened. Brian Earhart, I think uh, he's one of the broadcasters on the Disc Golf Network, uh, proposed as well. I, I know there were a few. There was a post about how like three people got engaged at the same time or something, huh. or three couples in the disc golf world. But nice. I don't know who the other ones are off the top of my head. Nice, nice, nice. Well, the regular season has technically come to a close. There is one more major to be played before we get into the Tour Championship. We still have the U.S. uh, Men's Championship this weekend, but the Tour Championship field is set. 32 men, 20 women, Uh, and instead of giving a typical standings update, I'm just going to read off who qualified, who is in the Tour Championship event next week. We, of course, have... The big heavy hitters, Kristen Tatar, Missy Gannon, Owen Scoggins, Holland Hanley, Ella Hansen, Kat Merch, Haley King, Katrina Allen, Sarah Hokum, uh, Macy Valadez, Jessica Weiss, Ali Smith, Maria Olive, Jennifer Allen, 
Stacy Ronsley, Holly Finley, Lisa Fakus, Lyke Lorenzen, Juliana Corver, and Valerie Mandahano. No, 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 no. Yes. Juliana Corver is in because of Paige Pierce's injury. So Paige Pierce is not playing, so Corver. Correct. Okay. Yes. Did you say Madison Walker? Because Madison no. Walker takes the 20th spot because of her win at Idlewild. Uh, Madison Walker is not qualified. Or, no, sorry. Madison Valerie, Walker didn't Valerie, win Idlewild. Valerie Mondahano. I was going yes. down instead yes. of up. Yes, Valerie Mondahano, I did say. Okay. Yeah. So I got distracted because I was reading from the standings and he got past like a Lorenzen and you said Juliana Corver and I was like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So that is how the uh the FPO field looks. Uh the 13th through 20th qualifiers start off with zero strokes. 9th through 12th start off with a, a one stroke advantage. Uh 5th through 8th start with two stroke advantage. 3rd and 4th, which is Owen Scoggins and Holland Hanley will have a three stroke advantage. Missy Gannon will have a four-stroke advantage, and Kristen Starr will have a five-stroke advantage to start the first two-round semifinal uh, next weekend. Yes, good luck to anybody trying to catch Kristen Tatar because she often does not give up leads. Yeah, I mean, she doesn't need an extra five strokes to beat you, but she will definitely beat you with an extra five strokes. That's like a dumb rule. So they, it's, well, it's different all based off of point standings. Uh, last year it was straight like kind of tournament style. So if you were like the top in points, you only played like the final two rounds. Yeah. So I think they thought it would be more fair to like have everybody have the same amount of playing time and just yep. make it a stroke advantage instead. So basically you, ha- you have the, the stroke advantage for the first two rounds, which are the semifinal. After that, it gets cut down to, I think it's, Hold on, I have it pulled up, so let me just double-check this. Uh, semifinal and a final. Players are given stroke starting strokes during the semifinals according to their seed from DGPT point standings. Following the semifinals, the top 12 men and 8 women advance to the finals, where scores are reset and players compete in regular stroke play. So after the first two rounds, the top 12 men, top 8 women, will advance to the finals, and then it all starts at zero. So technically, you just have to be in the top 12 on the MPO side, and then you have an equal chance. So I like yeah. that. Yeah. It gives it gives those that had a really good year kind of somewhat of, of a bye to the finals without actually getting a bye to the finals. Like, they still have to go out there and play well enough. I think if you want to make the finals, you should have to win again. I mean... Sure. I'm 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 okay with it. It's a handout. Well, to an extent. Well, they, they it's not. They I don't know why I said they, that. I'm just. Yeah, they earn those strokes throughout complaining. the season, essentially. Yeah. Come on, that's dumb. They earned the strokes because they won. They they won. Like no, you were really good at winning, so now we're gonna make it easier for you. What? Well, it's just for the first two rounds. Well, I, mean, I again, understand it's not, the concept. It's not everybody. And it's, I mean, it's really, it's really just... You know what just... they should do? Give the bad people extra strokes. Well, no, because then... <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> it would be Good funnier. Good luck catching up it's... 16 strokes on Kristen Tatar, you moron. You shouldn't have come in 20th. So, 
I don't I know. Feel like I don't Charo... know if there's a perfect system because, like, I get in team sports, like having because they have like buys in team sports for the number one seats and stuff like that. Yeah. And I I don't know if it's just different for disc golf because it's an individual sport. I think the only way really they could do it and make it fair would be to have pools based on seating and like maybe have like an even seated pool and an odd seat. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to fairly or, split up the pools, but well, the pool they system do. could work where you take like the top four women from each of the two pools or something based on so this is this is similar to what they do in regular ball golf uh (laughs) (laughs) this is similar to what they do on their tour for their tour championship so that's where it's coming from is that what they do they do uh handicap strokes for regular ball circular regular ball Golf ball, golf. Why make it easier for the people who are good? Let's just well, make it just easier think. to get them to the final let's because just, they deserve it. Let's just stop doing semifinals, top twelve. Get rid of the other eight. It's a waste of our time. I mean, it's it's not. It's a waste easy. of our time. It's Listen, a waste Taylor, of our time. It's fun. Damn it! I'm not having fun. fun. It gives it gives people, you know. Like, it gives the people who were able to play all year and played well all year, yeah. like, their chance to get to the finals while yeah. also still giving people who, like, maybe were hurt part of the season or, you know, had a slow start but picked up in the end, like, yeah. gives them a chance to uh, to make a name for themselves. And Okay. Listen, so. Peter, David, you've convinced me. I like the dumb, stupid rule, and you're it makes making sense. Me, it sounds like you're enjoying it. You're making me agree with Pete, and I don't like it. I mean, if you guys had better ideas, you wouldn't agree with each other so much. Oh, my gosh. All right. On on the MPO side, those that qualified were Calvin Heimberg, Isaac Robinson, Gannon Burr, Ricky Wysocki, Eagle McMahon, Matty O, Simon Lazat, Kyle Klein, Anthony Barella, Cole Rudolin, James Proctor, Ezra Robinson, Alden Harris, Aaron Gossage, Chris Dickerson, Ezra Aderhold, Kevin Jones, Adam Hamas, Bradley Williams, James Conrad, Ben Calloway, Corey Ellis, Joel Freeman, Chris Clemens, Nicholas Antala, Vino Makala, Nicolo Castro, Emerson Keith, Andrew Presnell, Mason Ford, Paul Ulibari, and Parker Welk. I am so happy because if I don't know if you're looking at the actual standings or if you're just looking at the PDGA page, but Paul Ulibari was 32nd in the rankings. Yeah, but, but made because it of in Macbeth. Because Paul Macbeth decided between his injury and having a kid, decided not to play. Yep. So this is the one week where I will actually like Paul Macbeth for doing the right thing and letting Paul Yuleberry be in the United Disc Golf uh Pro Tour Championship. So thank you, Paul Macbeth. I appreciate it. Yeah. And as far as the stroke advantage, twenty fifth through thirty second get no stroke advantage. Seventeenth through twenty fourth get a one stroke. Ninth through sixteenth get a two stroke. Fifth through eighth get a three stroke. Third and fourth get a four stroke. Uh, and then second place Isaac Robinson, a five stroke advantage. Uh, and first place Calvin Heimberg, a six stroke advantage. This is still even you know, for oof. the MPO. I'm like Calvin Heimberg does tend to struggle at times. Like so, I'm wondering yep. if those extra five strokes are going to be enough to like 
keep him in the lead forever or if he's going to struggle enough to where, you know, somebody who would only be one stroke technically behind him, like Isaac Robinson, Gannon Burr, Ricky Wysocki, if any of those guys would be able to sneak past him. I mean, I don't think that – I think six strokes is probably enough to keep him in the top 12. Where he finishes in that top 12 – uh, as far as what card he's going to be on uh, in round three, I don't know, um, but I think it. He, I think he he should be fine to make the cut. Do you know why I don't like this in this situation? Why is that? Because Isaac Robinson gets help. <laughs> yeah, but so does Ricky Wysocki. Two time. I'll throw the whole thing out just to screw over Isaac Robinson. Two time major winner. Isaac Robinson might be a three-timer after this weekend, and you're saying that you don't like it because he gets help. If Isaac Robinson Garbage. wins, Garbage I'm, I'm, it's not a good take. I never claimed it was. I've <laughs> never claimed any of my takes were good. Don't even pretend. Anyways, if Isaac Robinson wins, I will be quitting the podcast. <laughs> wins this week or wins the tour championship? The tour championship. Okay. So we might we will get one more episode with you for sure, and then. Well, I mean, I can't say for sure, but I will be there if I will try to be there next week. If he wins, I won't attempt to be there after that. <laughs> oh god! And I'm gonna block Devin. <laughs> oh well, man, this is this is going about as well as I uh, expected. I'm not going to block Peter because I might need him to babysit my kid for the company Christmas party. <laughs> Laura was just saying today that she hadn't seen Ari in a while. Well. All right. We can discuss that on the podcast, obviously. Um, <laughs> if, if you need a babysitter. <laughs> That's riveting content. No, let's actually talk about disc golf. I was just making a joke, not discussing it. Okay. So. <laughs> We've talked about who is going to be in the Tour Championship next week, and obviously next week we'll get into that a little bit more. We also had some other news that came out this week uh, about the 2024 schedule, and essentially they're finally doing what I think me and Dalen more so than Peter were in favor of, and they're doing away with Silver Series. Silver Series mostly me was in favor of. I was a champion for this cause, and you know it. My point was that they should be two separate tours if they were going to do it, which they basically are doing that. They're basically turning Silver Series into qualifier events for guys not on the Pro Tour. That's And all that information is going to come at a later date. For now, what we get for the DGPT Pro Tour events, the Elite ev- events, um, which they're no longer called Elite, they're just called DGPT, uh, we have a total of, I should have counted this up before, um, but I'm not even going to attempt to count. To count. Uh, anyways, they, they put out their schedule. What they're doing next year, not having any um, different Silver Series Elite, none of that. It's just DGPT. And then they're also going to have DGPT Plus, which were previously Elite Plus. I think there was two of those. Is that correct? Um, between... There like this, were, this year there were just two. There were two, yeah, this year. Uh, 20, so, 24 events, by the way. Okay, so next year there's going to be four DGPT Plus events. Um, 
then you're going to have the playoffs and the majors. They also changed the weight of the point system. So regular DGPT events are going to be 100%. A win is worth 100 points. DGPT Plus are going to be just a little bit more, 125%. A win is worth 125 points. The two playoff events uh, in late September will be 150%. So a win is worth 150 points. And then the majors are going to be 200%. A win will be worth 200 points, which there's only two majors that will count towards uh, two points because of where the USDGC falls. It falls after the tour technically ends. And Champions Cup is moving from April to the end of October next year because of a tree infestation they had down there. They're having to completely pretty much wipe those courses at the IDGC, uh, wipe those courses away, and completely start over and redesign courses down there. So that's going to be set for the end of next year, um, the end of October, first week of November next year, instead of typically being in April like it's been for the last two seasons. So... There is a couple of new events. We get the Florida Open in Brooksville, Florida to start off the season. So a new event there. Uh, I'm trying to look for other new events. Which is uh, All-Star Weekend the week before the Florida Open will also be in Orlando, Florida. So they're going to stick around that area for the, which makes sense, wintertime. You want to be somewhere warm. Last year they did it in Vegas. This year doing it in Florida. Yep. Makes sense. Uh, Waco has become a DGPT Plus event, so it'll be worth just a little bit more points. Uh, Texas State moves up from silver to a technical DGPT event, uh, as well as the Beaver State Fling. Portland Open will be a DGPT Plus event. Ledgestone will be a DGPT Plus, and the Great Lakes Open will be a DGPT Plus and I don't think there's any other technical new one. No, the only other major change, like you said, the United States Women's Disc Golf Championship is going to be typically where Champions Cup is around that March area. Yep. And that yep. venue has also changed. They are playing it this year in Austin, Texas. Yep. Yep. Um, So they're just basically staying in Austin after the Open there. And uh, just, I think, playing at maybe a different course, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, all of that, I I got to say, I love everything that they've done for next year. Um, I think separating Silvers and Elites, getting them out of there to where there's not some funky differentiation between the two is phenomenal. I think the point system that they've done is phenomenal. It keeps the, it makes the majors a little bit more prestigious um, and it makes those handful of special events like like ledgestone um just a little bit more as well with the with the plus classification so i love everything they've done and in conclusion i was right but you don't get a win and i win no i think how it works i think just also this is going to put less pressure on the players because i think with Elite and Silver Series last year, there were, and I don't know if I necessarily want to try to count this, but there were a lot more there events was. this year. Um, and it seemed like last week was the first time that there wasn't an official Pro Tour event. 
um, I think since May 12th, OTB Open, yep. we've had an event every single week, whether it be Silver Series, Elite Series, you know, Major, whatever. And I think because of those being worth points, the Silver Series, a lot of pros still felt like they had to play them, and it probably wears them out, puts a lot more pressure on them to perform that kind of thing. Yeah. So this kind of helps their schedule a little bit, like forces some players to maybe relax and not get hurt tripping on a bridge in Europe. Um, <laughs> that's what happened to Paige Pierce. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, I think it's overall beneficial to have the qualifying series. I mean, you may have some pros that like maybe don't get a lot of points that still might try to play them just to try to qualify by winning the whole thing. But I think that's the only way you qualify through those events is by winning that. It'll, it'll be interesting to see all the details of all of that whenever they release yeah. um, whatever they're doing. But I like the idea of that, of having smaller events, basically what the Silver Series events were, making them qualifiers for guys that aren't on the regular tour. So guys that aren't you know, at these 18, 24, or whatever other events, um, you give them a spot to shine and showcase and so show what they can do trying to get that tour card to get onto the pro tour. I like the idea of that. Also, shout out, Worlds does move every year. This year it's going to be in Lynchburg, Virginia, and yep. I think we should go, but that's a uh, conversation for us for later. Well, I mean, we also, <laughs> next year we have USDGC followed by the Tour Championship in back-to-back weeks, and then two weeks after that, Champions Cup in Appling, and all of those are within like a three-hour drive or less from us. So those should all be on the to-do list as well. Yeah, at least one of them. I know October can be yeah. my anniversary is at the end of October, so... We have to kind of work around that a little bit. But. Well, you made the mistake of getting married in football season. <laughs> Who does that? I'm sorry, what season? Football season. The real responsible. <laughs> this is a disc golf podcast. <laughs> well, you made the mistake of getting married in disc golf season. <laughs> a sentence that no one has ever said. <laughs> Which, really, you only have two months outside of this season to, to get married if you're not going to do it in the disc well, golf no, season. you have half of october well next year it's through you have, you have so november, november december, december january and like the first half of february it's like three and a half months okay three and a half months there you go that's when you can have a life outside of disc golf <laughs> all right so we do have a tournament coming up this weekend. We have the U.S. Disc Golf Championship at the course that's always at out at Winthrop in Rock Hill. I think we've got a fun one coming up. Pete, what does the caddy book look like? Um, so these caddy books, for some reason, don't say the total length of the course. Um, but I mean, this is a historic course. Like they play this every year. There's a lot of. Um, it's mostly open. Um, there are some wooded holes, but not very many. You're going to see a lot of uh, painted OB lines. You're going to see some interesting hazards. You're going to see some gates um, to throw throw through, which are pretty cool. Um, it's it's a fun. If you haven't watched USDGC before, it's a fun time. Yeah, take take like your favorite park style 
course and ramp it up a little bit. And I think that's what Winthrop is. Yeah. Um, which in conjunction with the men's U.S. championship is also the throw pink women's championship, which I I don't know why it's not technically a major for them, but whatever. Um, so that's what the FPO side of things will be doing this weekend as well. So y'all want to get into some predictions? Only if Dalen wants to. What do you want to do, Dalen? Um, do I want to make a prediction? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm okay. <laughs> well, you you got to do something. I just got two wins. <laughs> you got one. Um, fine. I'm being generous, giving you the one. <laughs> well, I uh, fine. I'm gonna pick Chris and Tatar again. Okay. So because we're at the final. We're at the final stretch here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta lock this thing in. Tatar for the throw pink championship. She did not win it last year. The yeah, well, winner, she's gonna win it this year. The winner last year was she who must not be named. <laughs> the um, worst woman in disc golf. Yeah, who said that it felt like winning a major? Like, give me a break. I don't know who you're talking about. Katrina Allen. Oh fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, forgot she, she existed. She came out and said that it felt like uh, winning a major, and I'm like, this it's actually pointless. I mean, you'll win some money, and it'll be cool. But I mean it it kind of it kind of should be a major, in my opinion. Like this should be men's and women's U.S. Championship. I'm kind of surprised. Like, and I don't know because it's throw pink. Like, if it's a, a maybe a charity one, kind of for them. But I am kind of surprised, like, with the Tour Championship coming up next week and this tournament really having no effect on that, that this hey, many Peter, pros are wanting to play it. It's my turn to pick. You interrupted me. <laughs> I'll interrupt you whenever I want to. That's not very nice. We're not supposed Fuck to say you. bad words. <laughs> I think it's, to to your point, Pete, I think it's the prestige of the event. Like, even though it is technically the Throw Pink Women's Championship, you're still playing at, like, a iconic course at Winthrop. So, that's yeah. probably why. And now Devin's introducing me while I'm supposed to be picking. Interrupting me? Did I say introducing? Well, you, you already picked. You picked Tatar. We already but I didn't get yeah. to pick the MPO. That's yeah, a different event. We're not who, there yet. No, we... No. <laughs> who, who do you have, Dalen? Go I don't like Peter. Peter's vibes, so I'm going to pick Eagle McMahon. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Wow. All right, Pete. Cool. You fucked up because I'm picking Ricky Wysocki. Go ahead. <laughs> That's just, I'm going to lock that in right now. Um, Ricky you're not going to go with your boy Gannon? Getting a back-to-backer? No, Gannon's not going to win. <laughs> Later. Gannon? Oh, back-to-back USDGC? Yep. Uh, I mean, it's definitely possible but i mean last time i picked ricky when dalen didn't i got the win so that's that my is, strategy. that is true when he that leaves them open true. i gotta do it i gotta take the shot all right uh women's throw pink championship i am going to go with um you know what in a tournament uh, you know what yeah in a tournament that barely matters let's get her a win let's do holland hanley let's do it I swear, if you if you get a win off of picking Holland Hanley, 
after I've picked her like a million times this year. Oh, I've, I've never her picked too. her. <laughs> All right, my FPO. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Haley King, coming off a win at MVP and uh, fourth place finish at Women's USDGC. I like how she's playing down the stretch, so I'm gonna go with her uh, to get it done this weekend. On the MPO side of things, hmm, I don't don't do it. I don't love picking this guy. Don't do it. But if we go back to our first episode ever, I asked for bold predictions for the year. And mine was this guy would win his first major this year. And he hasn't done it yet. (laughs) So inevitably, with this being the last one, I have to go with it. So I'm going with Kyle Klein. Okay. I don't uh, love okay. it. I don't love technically where he's at right now, but you know he's he's good enough to get it done. What a pick! Go win one, I'm Kyle. Proud of you. I was only worried that you were going to pick Isaac Robinson, so I'm glad. I mean, in my heart, that's kind of who I want to pick. Just to fuck with you. Got to you got to stick with your prediction. I get it. <laughs> if you had I, picked I him, I would have had a meltdown. <laughs> I understand. Um. Yeah, no, I like those picks. Haley King is from Charlotte, so she probably has played Winthrop a ton. Yep. Um, and uh, Kyle Klein can be good. He just he gets He's in his own head a lot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, that's the same. That's the problem with everybody. That's not one of the top. I think it's because he's from Wyoming, Michigan. Yeah. It's the it's the two state thing. That's what's what's. Two states. That's what's I've talked about this before. Yeah. That's you can't what's be from head. a city that's also a state. That's it's not good. It's no good. Oh man. Well, I think it should be a fun, a fun event. I mean, USDGC is always a good time, so I think it'll be good. And uh, hopefully, I'm hoping that I can make it out to a course this weekend because the weather has been fantastic lately, and I haven't been able to take advantage of it. I asked Peter if he could play disc golf with me the other weekend, and he said no. I mean, listen, I've Did asked, I say no? I've asked Pete a couple of times if he wanted to play after I got off work, and he said no. You asked me on a day that I worked late. I couldn't. Technically, you weren't I supposed to be. Sunday. You weren't supposed to be working late that day, though. Normally, I don't work late Thursdays. Yeah, I know. I know. I know your but, schedule. But that day I was. What's your excuse for saying no on a Sunday? What is your excuse? Uh, you asked me that morning and I had other stuff to do. I asked you on Saturday. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Probably. Okay. Probably did. I don't think he did. I'm on Dalen's side here. Team Dalen. Wow. That's because I got so many wins. <laughs> Two of them. <laughs> I'm on Peter's side here. Team Pete. <laughs> I know that was hard for you to I say. Know I, definitely can't, <laughs> I know I definitely can't play this weekend. It really was hard to say, actually. <laughs> I'm go ahead and say no to everyone. Now. As it was coming out of my mouth, I was like, I don't like this. This does not feel right. <laughs> you you already agreed with me too much this week between oh, this podcast and the other podcast. Yeah, well, just to plug the other podcast, hey, me and Pete do an NFL podcast called Booth Review. Go listen to that if you like that sport. Uh, yeah, it'd be nice if they got one listener. It it it, it would be nice. You listen, <laughs> you listen to us and you know it, Dalen. I literally don't. 
<laughs> but listen, if you just want to listen to non-regular ball golf podcasts that are about disc golf, then that's cool too. Uh, so that's what we do. And we appreciate you listening and tuning in. Uh, follow us on our socials if you so desire at Putt Stuff Pod. Make sure you spell that correctly, uh, or else you might run into some 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 weird things. Uh, hop into the Discord to discuss all kinds of sports if you so choose. Uh, but we love you and appreciate you being around and listening. And we will see you next week for the Tour Championship in Charlotte. More, more. You didn't say enough pizzazz. Give me some damn pizzazz. The 2023 Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship presented by Barbasol. Yeah, that one. Ka-chow. That didn't make it better. Yes, it did. Ka-chow. Ka-chow.